Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us in this episode of Student Perspectives, the podcast where we talk with pharmacists about their unique challenges and opportunities presented throughout their professional journey. My name is Stephen Astrakhan, and I'm a fourth year pharmacy student at the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy. And today we are going to be chatting with pharmacy influencers Madeline Aquilano and Aaron Mays about their do's and don'ts to leverage social media as a student pharmacist. With the COVID-19 pandemic and the transition to an increasingly digital professional world, it is incredibly important for students to utilize the tools available to them strategically and safely. Thanks for joining us today. So first question for today is going to be for you to tell us a little bit about your various social media accounts. Sure. Um, So hi, everyone. This is Madeline. Thank you guys for having me on today. So my two biggest platforms for sure are definitely Instagram and my handle is literally just the Lux Pharmacist. And then also my blog, theluxpharmacist.com. Those are where I'm most active. I post the most. They've also been the easiest and I think the most fun for me to keep up. And then I think as a student pharmacist and as you go throughout your career, it's really important to have a LinkedIn account as well. So that's something that I always try to keep updated, but I'm not necessarily posting personally a ton or scrolling that feed myself. I'm just more so keeping it updated. I do have Twitter and Facebook and things like that, but I'm definitely less active on those. Yeah. And hi, everyone. Um, This is Erin. So similar to Madeline, I would say Instagram is probably the main social media account that I use. Um, It's definitely my main personal account, but then also something that is unique that Madeline and I do is we share a lot of professional content on Instagram as well. I would say my other main account that I'm probably most active on is Twitter. Not so much really posting a lot of tweets, but um, more so following a lot of people on Twitter, kind of staying up to date in the professional pharmacy world. Um, So I've definitely kind of discovered that as I've been a resident. Similar to Madeline, um, I have a LinkedIn account that I was on a little bit more when I was applying for a residency program. So I really have not stayed up to date as much. We can talk more about this, but I think in certain areas of pharmacy, um, LinkedIn is more important than other areas and more frequently used. Um, and then also I do, of course, have a Facebook and I have a, um, a website for my social media accounts um, as well. But those are kind of my main accounts that I use. So kind of getting into your origin stories for these platforms, how did you start developing your personal brand and platforms? Were there any resources that helped you learn about growing your platform? So I started my blog back in 2018. I was a P3 student at the time. I created a brand new separate Instagram account. So I had my personal one, didn't want to really use that for pharmacy content, Um, started at zero followers. It was absolutely terrifying, but it was something that I really felt like I would enjoy. And it was something that because I wanted to grow a brand of women in medicine, women in pharmacy, just pharmacy life in general, me going on appy rotations and going in to residency and all of those things that I was just personally doing in my life, I was able to organically share and therefore grow a personal brand and a pharmacy brand that kind of was easy and fit very naturally and organically into my life. So I think being authentic is really important for growth online. And, you know, my personal brand and what I stand for, I think has always kind of shown through those posts because I've always been very focused in what I wanted to talk about. But I think that as the years have gone on, again, I started in 2018, the branding side of things and that I've definitely gotten better at each year. So I've taken time to redo my website several times, 
I actually like paid for a theme and everything this year. I've gotten really good at Canva. I've gotten a lot better at photography and like content creation itself. So I think if you're really looking to establish a personal brand, then it's it's honestly a constant improvement project. There's always something to do to be working on. So that is just something that I have kind of continuously done throughout the years. Another thing I've done is I don't want to just be pharmacy. I don't want to just share pharmacy content because that isn't as fulfilling for me than just sharing all aspects of my life. So something I've done is do a lot of lifestyle content and whatnot. And with that, I've been able to kind of approach my blog as more of a business. So this year I'm actually going to start an LLC, do it, kind of go for it and kind of focus more on financial goals and project goals and certain things that I really want to be doing. Again, focusing back on helping pharmacy students and others in medicine, but also kind of living out some of my dreams as well. Yeah. So I think it was appropriate that Madeline went first um, because she actually was one of my biggest inspirations in starting my own kind of social media account. So I remember following Madeline when I was a pharmacy student, I was um, kind of one class behind her in my pharmacy training. And I remember how helpful her account was when I was preparing for my fourth year rotations um, as a pharmacy student. And I remember just thinking, wow, I wish there were more accounts like this because I like am eating up this content. And I was beginning to realize that, you know, when I'm on rotations or I'm in between classes and I'm scrolling Instagram. I was getting kind of sick of just seeing so much content that was just not as applicable to my life as the content that I wanted to see. I loved, you know, following certain bloggers and seeing their house content and their fashion, but I was like, wow, there should be more content out there that's directly applicable to me. So when I'm scrolling social media, I can actually learn something and actually have it apply maybe to my life and my career. So Madeline was a big inspiration of mine. And so I also started my account. I think I was a couple of months into my fourth year rotations and similar to Madeline, you know, really focused on my pharmacy journey, especially as I was going through my fourth year rotations and applying for residency programs. And so I think the biggest thing that helped me in kind of growing my platform was looking to those people who I really looked up to and kind of seeing how they were doing it and what they were sharing. Um, And then also, you know, just thinking of things along the way that I would want to know. I was, you know, one year behind myself or kind of entering into that space. Um, I will say what's been really helpful too is following other health healthcare professionals. So people who are not just pharmacists, but who are also, you know, physicians or nurses or nurse practitioners who are also kind of running these social media accounts and seeing what they do and how their stuff is helpful for their followers who are in those same career paths. And then also, I think it's very helpful for representing kind of the profession of pharmacy as a whole. So I think those things were definitely the biggest things that helped me with my inspiration and definitely um, are continuing, you know, my same goals of when I started the account to, of course, share my journey as a pharmacist, but also represent the pharmacy profession well and advocate for us um, and connecting with other healthcare professionals. And I think it's so cool that, so like you just talked about other healthcare fields, right? I feel like they've always beaten us out in representation online. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons I started mine in the beginning. I literally found two other accounts. And now I feel like we're this flourishing field where like students are creating accounts all the time. And I feel like we're really, by doing that and by showing up so much, I feel like we're advocating for our field and other fields are starting to notice pharmacy, which is amazing. So was there a moment when you realized you had the ability to have an impact on your pharmacy followers? When was that and how did you react? Sure. So I can kind of start with this one. So I think Madeline mentioned something similar before, but I think the time when I kind of most realized that, wow, this is something that 
is cool and kind of can help people is when I would talk about those things on my social media accounts of things where maybe I did not perform as well as I wanted to, or times where I had, you know, a patient interaction that did not go great or something that, you know, I was not super proud of. I think sharing those moments or those experiences that are not your typical highlight reel that you will see when you're scrolling social media are the things that again, are authentic and that resonate with followers most. I know when I follow people and I see them sharing things that, you, you know, you see someone on social media, you think, wow, they have their life totally together. And then you see them share something and you say, wait, like that could happen to me. Like, I cannot believe that happened to them too. It humanizes people. And I think it helps people feel better kind of about themselves and helps their confidence. And so I think when I started sharing some of those experiences early on, and it was, you know, blown away by the messages that I was getting from people saying they had similar experiences and how much it was helpful to see that other people have also gone through that. I think that's when I realized that social media can be a lot more than people think that it is. It can be a lot more deep than people may expect. And so that's something I think that's really cool and special about um, the platforms that we're involved in. I, mine is so similar. So I'm sure anyone who has followed me remembers this day. I remember I remember it very vividly. Um, March 15th, 2019, I had the pleasure of sharing with the world that I did not match in phase one. Spoiler alert, if you follow me, you know I did end up doing a residency, but that, I mean, that morning I woke up, obviously just personally, I'm devastated that I didn't match. You know, my boyfriend that I'm with, he matched that day. I saw, again, like Aaron said, highlight reel, everyone's posting that they matched. And I'm thinking, how am I going to face everybody? Like, how am I going to face my social media account? And are are they going to think I'm stupid? Are they going to think that I'm like illegitimate now? Like what, you know, I was just so concerned about what others were going to think. And then I started thinking about how many other people didn't match that day. And that's kind of one of the ways Connor tried to cheer me up was like sharing the statistic with me because it's way higher than you would ever think. And I, it was kind of in that moment that I realized like, if I want to be authentic and if I want to truly show up and help people, like these are the things that I have to share. And the response was so much more than I could have ever predicted. I had people commenting on it, obviously saying, oh, I'm so sorry. Here are some tips, blah, blah, blah. But it was people commenting saying they didn't match either. People tagging their friends that didn't match. I had older pharmacists commenting, I didn't match, you know, blank years ago. And I did this in phase two or, oh, I ended up getting this amazing job and I have this amazing career and I would have hated residency or I love the path I'm on so much now that like everything turned out the way it is and how it was meant to be. And I truly believe that. And it gave me so much inspiration in that moment. But I also saw with all the comments and messages, how much it helped others as well. And like Aaron kind of said, like, we're not on social media to be a highlight reel. We're here to truly help other pharmacists and other pharmacy students and show them, you know, what is possible. And that includes failures. And that includes showing people that the road to where you want to get isn't like this linear straight path. And so I think it was definitely in that moment that I realized how much influence or how much good I could do online. Um, And so I am sure Aaron agrees with this, but those moments where you have failures or you have something that just didn't go how you wanted it to go, like those are some of the best things that you can share with people because that happens to all of us. And I think that it just helps the profession overall and it helps those, you know, helps your coworkers, helps your friends, helps people you don't even know, like across the state or across the, the world. So I think it's that stuff that's really important to be sharing. Yeah. And it can be scary. Right. And so I can always think about, you know, when I'm going to have those experiences that don't go as great as I wanted them to. And I think, you know, 
sharing this, I think would be really helpful, but it is intimidating to put yourself out there. And so hopefully anyone listening to this can know that people who kind of respond to those things when we share those experiences or they send us messages, they're so incredibly helpful. There was something I posted, I think last week during the week of mid-year where I just felt like I wasn't feeling as passionate about pharmacy as I did during the last two mid-years. And I was noticing that. And it was just kind of a weird, like burnt out feeling that I think um, I felt that it was very uncommon to have. I was like, why am I having this? This probably isn't very good. Posted about it. And I had so many messages flow in of other people, mainly residents kind of feeling the same way. And so I think it's been helpful for me even personally too, to have other people, you know, sharing those things really cool community. I think that very nicely leads us into the next question of, can you talk to us a little bit about like how being involved with social media has helped in your career? And if there have been any unique challenges that you had to overcome because you're involved in social media? So I would say one of the biggest things that I've gotten out of being online are the incredible friendships and mentorships I've gotten from other pharmacists that I've met. I mean, Again, I've been able to meet and communicate with people who I would have never actually met in real life. So I think that that's one of the really beautiful things about social media is your reach into the world is just so much stronger and larger. Um, So that is something that has really helped me. Um, And then I think I've been able to really help the profession by advocating for our field. I've done it in magazines, campaigns, brand collaborations, on the news. So being someone who's on social media and is recognized for that in a specific field, I mean, there's so much honor and like responsibility that comes with that. And I really take that seriously. So I try and do good with it, whether that's helping other people or advocating for others, which has just done good things for me. I think that, so my health system that I work for and their marketing department know what I do and there I'm thankfully so, so supportive. So I think for me, it shows them kind of like an added layer of passion for the profession. You know, not everyone is spending their extra time doing these things, um, but it's also opened up a lot of great opportunities. Personally, when I was on the news for Pharmacy Week, it was my marketing department that helped set that up and contacted the news and said, I want Madeline to do this. So I think stuff like that is just incredible. And I think being able to be online in those ways really just adds a level of like credibility to whatever it is that you're trying to do. So those are just some things that I think have been really great that would have never happened had I not be be, um, doing the social media aspect of things. The biggest challenge I would say, and this doesn't happen all the time and it's gotten much less, but especially in the beginning, I mean, again, years ago, I would just get so many like silly looks or silly questions or people would kind of question like, what do you mean you're on social media? Like as a pharmacist, again, it was much less common, but I think there was just a lot of judgment passed sometimes. I think people thought it was silly or thought I was silly for partaking in it. But as it's gotten more common and as professionally social media has gotten more common, I think there's a lot less of that judgment going around. But I mean, I still do get questions or people just not understanding. So I think that I mean, it kind of goes with anything. If you're going to like jump into something and do something you believe in, there's probably going to be people that don't believe in it. So if anyone wants to start that social media aspect of their life as a pharmacist or as a different profession and you encounter those things, just know that it it happens to everybody and I wouldn't let that stop you. Yeah. So I'll answer kind of similarly, but I will say the first thing with social media helping me in my professional career, I think by far the connections have been the coolest thing that has come out of the social media accounts. I would say, you know, I started my account um, 
I've six, probably six months before um, the COVID-19 pandemic. And so um already was able to connect with a lot of people. And I remember Madeline and I actually met in person at mid-year just because of our, you know, shared accounts. And I think I was really excited, you know, as a resident kind of progressing into that, being able to maybe meet more people, even um, at different conferences that were hopefully going to be in person. With everything going virtual, I think I was pleasantly surprised to see that still I was able to connect with so many different people. And I really feel like we have a, like a community of pharmacy influencers, if we're going to call ourselves that. But it's been really neat to meet people from around the country and around the world. Um, I'll have other pharmacists in other countries messaging me about how they do certain things or wanting to know how we do things in the U.S. Other oncology pharmacy residents I will talk to and say, hey, how does your hospital do this? It's just a great way to kind of connect with people who are in your shared similar experiences. I will say a couple of challenges that I think that definitely had to overcome. So Madeline kind of mentioned one, but sometimes it's, you know, the first thing that people think of you, if you haven't met them before, they haven't met you in person, they say, oh, you're that person who does the social media stuff. And so it can be kind of intimidating just because people, I think, have their own preconceived notions about what people do on social media and kind of what the point of it is. So I think that's always something in the back of my mind. I remember going through residency applications and, you know, knowing that it was kind of all out there, but just always having that fear of, you know, are they going to think this is odd? Are they going to want me as a resident knowing that I do this and I share my life as a pharmacy student and future resident kind of on social media? And so I think there's always kind of that fear, but I think having it all out there helped me hopefully, you know, pick and want to apply to different residency programs that I knew would kind of value that and knew would, you know, value people who kind of bring that experience to the table. I think the other thing that I still constantly struggle with as a trainee, as a current resident, is knowing how much to share about kind of my current rotation on social media when I know that a few of my preceptors do follow me and are watching kind of my social media accounts. If I had a not so great day on a rotation, do I want to share that on social media knowing that the preceptor who I'm with every day may see that? And so I think I just constantly kind of run into those issues of, I know this would be great for my followers to see, but I think this is something that I need to share kind of or keep to myself right now personally. I'm right now going through the job application process. And so I've already kind of had some things come up that have been exciting and I want to share some things that have gone great, some things that have gone not so great. But I know that right now it kind of has to be more of a personal journey. So I think that fine line between personal and professional is sometimes kind of hard to wander. And I'm still kind of navigating that, I think, in this journey. Okay, so switching gears just a little bit. This all sounds like a lot. So how do you balance your time between work and residency and just your normal life and then staying active on social media? Sometimes you don't. Like you said, it it is a lot. Some months I'm so good about prioritizing or like I feel like I have it all together, right? And then other months I am either like more on social media and my personal life takes a backseat or like my personal life takes a front seat and then I think. And I'm like, I don't even know the last time I posted. And so there's like a constant balancing act. I think one thing that has really helped me and would probably be helpful to someone who's wanting to start a social media account is honestly just planning content ahead of time. I try and think of blog posts ahead of time, topics ahead of time. I really do mine based on the months. So like obviously October is a huge month for us, right? We have a ton going on. It's pharmacy month, fall content, all of that. So I try and base it based on month. I try and think about what would my followers want to see? What would I enjoy posting about? What would help my followers, et cetera? And then kind of just try and plan things from there. But it really is all about setting personal boundaries and setting goals for yourself. And you do have to think, do I want my personal life to to be like 
flourishing or do I want really to take this social media thing seriously and try and make money from it or try and grow my following, et cetera. So setting personal boundaries is really important because I mean, social media doesn't turn off, like it's active 24 seven. And especially if it's something that you're trying to grow as a personal brand, as a business, as whatever, there's probably something you could always be doing. Like I could probably do work 24 seven and still come up with something else that I could tweak. I could revamp, I could produce, et cetera. So for me, I have really set boundaries in terms of prioritizing my personal life and still trying to fit in X amount of content in whatever ways. And I have done that a lot, just kind of prioritizing when I do things. So for example, the last two days I had off from work, I took PTO days for my birthday and my boyfriend was working. So during the day, I got a ton of blogging stuff done. I wrote multiple blog posts for January. I just got a ton of stuff done and that opened up my evenings and my other free time to just, you know, spend time with him and our dog and just kind of relax. So that's kind of how I've approached things and how it works best for me, but everyone has kind of their own way of doing things and their own way of prioritizing things. And, you know, the number of posts and topics that's going to be determined by each person separately. So like five posts a month could be a ton to somebody, but it could be like nothing to somebody else. So it's really just your own personal journey and, and how much you want to be doing. Yeah. So I agree. And so my, uh, my social media account is seriously one of my favorite hobbies. I really enjoy it. It's something I get a lot of personal enjoyment out of. Um, but at the end of the day right now, that's what it is. It's a hobby. I'm a resident. And so Madeline definitely remembers like residency, like you have a lot of other priorities that have to come first, just because you have to do so much other things, even outside of work. And so my biggest rule, and this is what I tell anyone else who, you know, wants to do something similar, wants to start a pharmacy focused social media account. If it starts to feel like work and starts to feel like something that you don't look forward to doing, then you need to stop because it's not worth it. And so I know that I get a lot of enjoyment out of it when I'm actually doing it, but if it's starting to stress me out and starting to be something that I, I feel like I can't dedicate enough time to or something then I just need to always need to tell myself, okay, take a step back. It's not worth it. And so I think I've seen more of that even this year, my second year of residency, there's times and weeks and months where I'm really not as active. And I think when I first started this account, I would have been like kind of down on myself because of that, but I've had to recognize that, you know, this is where I need to be right now. And that's totally okay. And so something that else does also has helped me, however, is while I love making those blog posts and I love kind of putting them together at the end of the day, I think what is helpful for me, you know, when I'm following people is just to like see what they're doing, just like to check in. And so rather than putting pressure on myself to, you know, have kind of those full out blog posts, I think just like a story, not even like a talking story, just like some text on a screen of like where I'm at, I found has been the kind of the most beneficial. I still get that kind of personal like enjoyment out of, you know, feeling that I'm connecting with others, but I'm not, you know, take needing to take all of that time to put in the full kind of blog post that, you know, I probably would like to do at the end of the day. And so I think it kind of ebbs and flows, but just not always putting that pressure on myself has been, I think, the most helpful thing for my balance with everything. I would just like to say, I agree 1000%. If you are not enjoying doing social media, don't do social media. Like you cannot post. It doesn't matter where in healthcare, like your job comes first, your personal life comes first. Social media I think as Aaron would agree is a, a nice outlet for us. It's a nice creative outlet. We get personal enjoyment from it, but when we're not, we stop creating and you have to be in a headspace to allow yourself to know that that's okay. So I would just like to say, could not agree more. 
And it can be hard sometimes when you're scrolling Instagram, when you see people who are not in healthcare that you follow, who do Instagram for a living at creating all this content every day. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, I wish, like, I want to do stuff like that. Like, when would I do that? And you have to remember that that's their job, their number one job. We have other jobs like that has to come first. Maybe one day, who knows down the line, we can, you know, do Instagram full-time. That's why I always tell people in like my evals, they're like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I'm like, quit pharmacy, do Instagram full-time, duh. So you never know. But right now, like our job is healthcare. Like Madeline said, that has to come first. And so we definitely always need to remember that. With everything that has been discussed and all of your experiences, what is some advice for students on what not to do when using or starting social media? I will say one thing that definitely I had to kind of figure out pretty quickly um, and something I didn't think about is always, of course, being cognizant of representing the pharmacy profession really well, standing up for pharmacy, you know, advocating for us, but being sure to never, whether it's purposely or not, never put down other health professions. So I'll kind of give an example early on when I was a student starting this account, you know, sharing about my day, about really cool interactions that I've had with patients or whatever. I talked about a story where a patient had been taking too much Tylenol and they had gotten incorrect instructions when they were in the emergency room. And so I was kind of using that example to say like, wow, like that would have been awesome if a pharmacist was there because we know about all this stuff. And like, that's a really cool example of where a pharmacist could make a difference. And I had a nurse message me on Instagram and say, hey, like, I totally agree with you, but like, there was probably a lot going on in the ED. I'm sure the nurse giving her meds, like explain this to her. Like, and so I just don't know if that's a fair assumption to make. And I was like, you're hundred percent correct. Like, of course that's right. Like that's not, that was not my intention at all. The last thing I wanted was to put down other professions or think that, you know, they weren't doing their job correctly. And so I kind of had to automatically remember that advocating for the pharmacy profession is great, but of course, advocating for all healthcare professions is important. And so it's always those little things that I think that I have to remember um, when speaking about different scenarios is just making sure to treat kind of everyone with respect, no matter the situations that you're talking about. Yeah. And I love that you brought up a like patient specific scenario, because I think that especially if you're a pharmacy student or a pharmacist sharing about your day, sharing about your work life, it's so easy to talk about patient interactions and things that happen at work and whatnot. But I think we always have to remember to obviously respect HIPAA, not put in very specific things about patients. Kind of, I think it's fine to talk about situations vaguely, especially if it helps, you think it'll help like other pharmacy students or other pharmacists learn, et cetera. But I definitely always try to keep it very vague. Again, like Aaron's kind of saying, it's hard to want to share about things that happened that you think could have gone better or gone a different way. A rule that I kind of always try and follow is do I want a coworker, a boss, a future employer, et cetera, to listen to this content, to read this content or to see this image? And if I'm automatically like, nope, then probably it's not okay to post on your professional account. Now, if you're a private personal Instagram account, you can really post whatever you want. Like that's not my business. But if you are a pharmacist or a pharmacy student or someone in healthcare who's sharing their like work journey and are kind of trying to represent pharmacy, then that's kind of a different beast. And so you have to think about other things when you're posting. So I kind of always do like a mental check-in with myself before I post anything. I will say during residency, I definitely blocked some of my preceptors from my stories so that I could vent a little more or, you know, so I could talk about residency a little more without like my program itself viewing things. Not that it was bad in any way, but just as like a layer of 
protection. I don't know. It's like Aaron said, like you go to work and people know that you do those things and it's kind of a little bit awkward at times, or you have to think that others are like viewing everything that you're talking about and whatnot. And so that was just like a nice blanket for me in residency. But I think just always asking yourself those couple questions will, for the most part, always keep you safe. And then for the not-so-friendly social media, healthcare systems, institutions, et cetera, I would just try and find like a social media um, policy, et cetera. There are some companies who are super against it. So you just have to kind of take that into account as well, just for your own safety and, you know, legal liability. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I was just going to say that as well. I feel like I've memorized my hospital social media policy. And obviously um, it's definitely a little bit different now that I became a resident since I was a student too, but I liked your rule and I do something kind of similar. If there's anything that I want to post and I have like that second like thought come across of like that little tinge of doubt, like, is this okay? Whatever. I've kind of learned to like, listen to that and say like, not worth it. Like if there is that little bit of doubt of like, I'm not sure if this should go on social media, like someone could connect the dots and this could violate HIPAA in any way, definitely not worth it. And so always good to kind of remember that. Okay. So for individuals like myself who may or may not be ready to start their own account, what would you suggest starting with to build up their professional careers? Like which platform? I really love Instagram because it's more organic. I think for me to post, like I'm on Twitter, I kind of consume more Twitter than I actually tweet. I feel like I'm too awkward to tweet. I never know actually what to say, but it's a lot less characters that you get to work with. And I feel like when you go to your Twitter account, it's less personalized. You can't really get across like who you are right away. Right. Cause you have like this little header above it and then just like recent tweets Whereas Instagram. I feel like all of your photos are there. You kind of have more of a bio. I think you can just get like a sense of somebody right off the bat. And so if you're trying to create like a personal and professional brand, I think that will show through a lot quicker than it would on say maybe Twitter for others who are trying to find, you know, accounts like yours. Um, you can do stories, which I think are way more personable. You can do videos, which again, are more personable. They allow you to share more with your followers and photos. So I think it's just like a much more intimate kind of personal setting where you can really help others, really inspire others, really share your experiences. So I definitely think that Instagram is one of the best places to start, at least for like my personal posting preferences and and also viewing preferences. So I'd rather like go to somebody's Instagram account to really learn about them versus trying to find them on a different platform. Yeah. So exactly like Madeline said, I think it, I think it depends on your goals, right? So is your goal to kind of have an account, you know, where you want to share both like personal and professional content, you want to create content, you want, you know, to share and really kind of develop your, your brand when it comes to, you know, posting photos and images and stories and all that, or are you really kind of just looking to get involved and be aware in the pharmacy community? And so I think you need to kind of think about that. And I would say if it's more so the latter, you're really just kind of wanting to, you know, be engaged in the pharmacy community and see what people are talking about. I think Twitter is a great start. Like Madeline said, you don't need to tweet all the time, but really, you know, you're able to make your professional account. There's a lot um, of people out there who have those professional accounts. You can follow your classmates, residents, preceptors. You're able to follow the like Twitter RX hashtag. 
which is really nice. And so I really enjoy Twitter for kind of staying up to date on those like kind of professional professional things going on. Specifically now for me, you know, getting engaged in a specialty area, I find it really helpful to be um, kind of with like my OncoRx kind of tweeting or, or Twitter. And so I think that's something that has been helpful for me. So I think the biggest thing will be like, sit down, think about your goals. You know, if you're, you know, enjoying the content that like Madeline and I and other kind of pharmacy influences out there are putting together, like, come on down, like the more the merrier. Like, I think anything, anything is helpful. I think now that Madeline and I are getting in kind of our later stages of pharmacy training, I think we cannot speak to a lot of the things that people ask me about. People ask me about studying as a student, they'll ask me about applying to residencies and the farther that we get out, we cannot really speak to those. And so I think it's really helpful when we have younger generations of students kind of starting to do the same thing, just because again, the more accounts that are out there, the more information that we can share and the bigger our community can be. And I know you both are very busy on all of your platforms. So I wanted to find out what are your future plans for your platforms? Are you looking to expand? What's going on? For me right now, I will say I have no idea, which is exciting in a way. I think there's definitely no kind of changes going on at the moment. Biggest thing for me right now, again, has to go back to kind of my professional life and getting a job. That's kind of like my all-consuming notion right now, getting a job, finishing residency. And so I think that what's nice is that I don't know where it's going to go in the future and that's okay too. And I don't need to know. And so I think it's exciting, you know, watching other people in the space, see what they do. Like I'd love to maybe start a podcast one day, or I'd love to I don't know. There's like opportunities are endless. Right. And so I'd love to do start doing more lifestyle things too. And so um, unsure right now, but excited to see what other people in the space are doing, especially Madeline. I have to say, I'm, I'm so excited for you to graduate PGY2, for you to get a job, for you to start enjoying life. I personally, I'm, I'm ready to see how long it takes you because it took me a long time actually post-residency to feel like I wasn't busy. I mean, I think I just do that to myself, but it, it took a while to be like, oh, I do have more time. Okay. Like I don't have to go home and do all this stuff. So I am just so excited for you to graduate and have more free time and be able to focus on your wedding, focus on <laughs> your blog if you want to, like whatever you want to do. I'm just so excited to see it. Um, for me being, God, two years out of residency, I don't even know if I can do mental math right now. I have more time, but at the same time, I did just get a new job. So I have tried to kind of focus on content planning as of now. I have a lot of exciting projects happening. I, again, like I said, I'm going to start an LLC. Um, so that takes kind of a bunch of work up front. Going, I technically, I guess you could call it like a new platform, quote unquote. Um, so I'm excited for that to launch hopefully in January, but I just obviously have more time, but I have more time now. So like Aaron has talked about work-life balance and things like that. You kind of have to put your job first. So I'm going into a totally new specialty so that as soon as I start full-time in January, that's going to take up a lot of my time to make sure that I'm being the best Amcare pharmacist that I can be. And so I am already anticipating the blog kind of taking a back seat then and social media kind of taking a back seat. So I don't want that to disrupt my whole goals for the year and whatnot. So I'm trying to plan some ahead of time. But I think that, like Aaron kind of said, like 
it ebbs and flows and you kind of just have to take it for what it is and you should always be enjoying it. So I think that I, I think we're just both excited to enjoy 2022. Would you say that's correct? Absolutely. Going to be a great year. All right. And that's all the time we have today. Thank you so much again to Aaron and Madeline for joining us today to talk about their experiences with social media. I encourage all of our listeners to check out Aaron at Aaron Mays underscore farm D and Madeline at the Lux pharmacist, both on Instagram for some great content. Thanks for tuning in for this session of student perspectives. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation and make sure to subscribe to ASHP podcast through your favorite podcast provider to stay tuned for more sessions to come. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.